Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Father, thank you for an opportunity to be in your presence. Have mercy on us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. We want to um, continue on our very important series, I Shall Not Want. How many believe that you are the next person to make a breakthrough in town? I believe it. I believe it. Believe in miracles because the environment of our nation and of Africa generally is such that it is not so easy to prosper. So you need miracles to to make it, to succeed, to prosper. Hallelujah. So, I want you to believe in miracles. And one of the ways miracles happen is through, um, by the spoken word. When it's the word is spoken, you receive it. Amen. So, we are on section 7 of I Shall Not Want, which I will be preaching for some time. The next uh, section, probably, I'm waiting for a book that... Um, it's supposed to come out of the printing press soon. And th- that section is going to be based on that book. So I want the book. So get ready. Amen. But today we, we want to just go uh, on. You shall, I shall not want because of the gospel. And I think um, you are going to understand it better because of what has happened last week. With the American bombs. So I shall not want because of the gospel. Hallelujah. I shall not want because of the gospel. Now, last week I was sharing with you that God is going to bless you and prosper you so that you can finance the gospel. Amen. And I read to you from 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And I'm going to go a bit over that today and just add one or two scriptures. I'm preaching for about 20 minutes. And um, I want you to know that God wants somebody to pay for the war. Amen. Somebody has to pay for the war. Anytime there's going to be a war, somebody has to pay for it. And so God is going to bless you financially so that you can pay for the war. Now, Father, I thank you that your presence here will make a difference to every life and every family. Thank you that there is more to our lives than our own little issues which we struggle over. And that you are taking us higher to show us a higher cause. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, you must understand that the highest commission and cause is the great commission, which is the commission to go into the world to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. And God has charged us with that great commission. And specifically, in this little church, somebody as unimportant as myself has also received a commission from the Lord to do certain things. So that's just a small, very minute part of God's great work that he's doing. I'm just one of the workers. Now, somebody has to pay for every part of the work, including this little part. Are you, are you with me? So, God is going to make sure that you prosper and you do not need or want anything so that you can be used by him to finance the gospel. Because let's face it, you cannot sleep on more than one bed, even though you may have a thousand beds. You cannot sit on more than one chair. Even though there may be chairs around you, you can't sit on more than one. 
You can only sit on one bed, one chair, one whatever, everything. There's only one you can use at a time. So God has decided to bless and prosper you. It, it actually makes sense if you think about it. Because there's no way that the work of God can go on. Now the work of God is a war. Now I must say that the Arabs who or the Muslim extremists who bombed the World Trade Center and have done other bombs have done a very terrible thing and it's, it, we condemn it with all uh, without reservation. But I think it, it sort of casts a question mark on Christians in terms of what we say we believe. Do we believe what we believe, the way they believe what they believe? I wonder, Pastor Jacob, I really wonder. We say we believe in heaven and they also believe in heaven. Look at the way. They, they are prepared to die to go to the heaven they believe in and they are prepared to die now. Earthly existence means nothing. Just die because heaven is as real as earth. And they believe so strongly that they are going there. And it doesn't matter whether we live tomorrow or today or whether we have a burial or we have a funeral or whether there's anybody left behind. We just go to heaven. We are going to heaven as we kill the Satan who is America. They believe it. Many of us don't believe what we say we believe. If you believe what you say you believe, you would behave differently. If you had an opportunity to work in the ministry or for the ministry, you would choose it. Because it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the best. I was listening to the news. They were saying five years ago, one of the guys came to flying school. He tried to do something. They stopped and he came back again at the beginning of the year, refreshing his flying. I mean, it's not yesterday they started planning this thing. They've been planning to kill by taking over a plane and flying it to, into, its, into, into destruction for a long time. They've been planning to die. Planning to end their lives. One person I, I, I learned from the news, uh, his girlfriend in Hamburg got up and said her, that one of the names of the hijackers is her boyfriend. Oh, she doesn't know where he is. <laughs> so even has a girlfriend, they, they are human beings. They are human beings. They have, they have even girlfriends. And they didn't even tell their girlfriend what they are doing. And went and sacrificed themselves. And it's like to hell. And these people, you know, believe so much in what they are doing. Do we Christians believe so much in what we are doing? In the gospel? Do we believe in our pastors? Do we believe in the word of God that is being preached? Do we finance it? Look at Osama bin Laden. He's sitting in Afghanistan, a billionaire or millionaire. He's financing. You see, you, you need. I know somebody who went to fly, uh, flying school in America. It's expensive. Very, very expensive. To be able to go to learn how to fly, it's very expensive. And then to be able to go to America, it's expensive. Uh, somebody is paying for all these things and is happy to pay. And giving people ideas. We are Christians. And I would say we hardly believe what we believe. Even the pastors. Many of the pastors don't believe. Oh yeah. Many Christians are, if the pastors don't believe, what about the Christians? I mean in Switzerland, pastors, many of the pastors don't believe in God. Not in Lighthouse, but they don't even believe in God, the pastors of the churches. They don't believe in God. It's a job they have to be the pastor of the church. So my brother, my sister, one day, a man was about to be executed, a serial murderer. And a priest, they, just before you die, the priest has to come and talk with you and so on, pray with you. So the priest came and with his skirt or whatever, he came and he started 
Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. The, the criminal was the criminal said, Shut up! The, 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 the murderer, he said, Shut up! And the priest thought, you know, maybe he had not. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Shut up! And the priest was surprised. And the, the, the murderer said, If I believe what you say you believe, if I believe what you say you believe, if the whole of England and Wales was covered with broken bottles, I would crawl over with my knees and my hands to get to the last sinner to tell him what you say you believe. Shut up! Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Shut up! If I believe what you say you believe, I would behave differently. Pastor Joe, that's the truth. Pastor Arthur, that's the truth. Mr. Saki, truth. You say you're a pastor, you believe in heaven, you'll be prepared to, you'll be prepared even to die. So, in this little commission, I am challenging you to believe Let's believe that the gospel is the answer. Don't tell me to start a school. Uh, oh, Bishop, when we start a school, it will really make the church famous. Are we trying to make the church famous? Or are we trying to spread the news which can save people? Tell me. And stop giving me bad advice. Uh, uh, Bishop, because you are a doctor, if you are able to start a hospital, it will make us very famous and then a lot of people will appreciate all the good things that we are doing in the community. Really? Really? When we have a hospital, a lot of people will be saved. Please. Believe in the commission. Believe in Lighthouse. Believe in the missionaries we are sending to the nations. Finance it. Somebody has to pay for the war. There's a war going on. Islam used to, when we heard of Islam the first, we used to hear of it, Saudi Arabia, Tunisia, Morocco, Algeria. Now they are on the outreach. They are outreaching. That is why in Ghana, many, many people are Muslims. If you look in our government, we have the vice president who is a Muslim. We have the uh, Alaji Malik, the minister of interior is also a Muslim. And many of the top people in governments all over the world are Muslim. In Nigeria, they are converting their states into Islamic states. The whole country is going to be divided into two sections, an Islamic side and then a Christian side. And they do their things by force. Thank God for Nigerian Christian. Nigerian Christian, one Nigerian Christian told me, if Muslim slap you, cut his hand. <laughs> he said, you don't turn all that cheek, you cut his hand. <laughs> Pastor Jake. <laughs> they, they have the spirit to resist these things in a way that we Ghanaians don't have that attitude. Anyway, so there is a war. Paul said, I fought the good fight. I fought. I finished my race. I ran my course. We are fighting. Listen, that is why somebody like me will be attacked so much as though I'm some controversial person. I mean, you, you will wonder. It's because there's a fight going on. There's a war. There's a war. Things are going on. Things are going on. We are fighting to spread the gospel. The fact that you don't see any other church sending missionaries to nations and so on. That doesn't mean that what we are doing is unusual. What we are doing is the right thing. This is what the church should be doing. Advancing the gospel. Don't think that all oh, the Americans should do it. Look, the American pastors who are famous in America, nobody knows them in Africa. They are not known in Africa. Nobody can buy their books. In Africa, nobody can buy. Nobody knows who they are. Nobody, God is expecting us. You see, I used to think that, you know, because Archbishop Idahosa built such a nice Bible school, there's no need for us to build a Bible school because he has a, a Bible school. And I, when I started doing our Bible school, I realized how important it was. I used to think that there's no need for me to write a book. All the important books have been written. All those are lies and deceptions of the devil. There's a war going on. You've got to fund it. 
And if you decide to finance the war, God will bless you. You see, you know the, the, the bombs that took place? You know who they are after? They, they say, they say there's no way this thing can happen unless somebody is thinking. Somebody is paying. It cannot happen. They want the one who pays for it. And they want the country because to do this, you need passports. You need visas. You need, you need encouragement. <laughs> you need money to live. All these guys, who are, to live in America, you need a couple of thousand dollars every month to just exist. And there are hundreds of these people in the system. You need banks. You need institutions to pass the money through. Yeah, you see, to, to fight a war, there's always somebody behind the war making sure that there's enough money to make the war happen. I'll show you how they do it in America. In America, the president is the commander. But the Congress, is that the parliament? Congress like the parliament. The Congress, they, they decide whether the money will come or not. So, the president can decide we are going to attack. And the Congress can decide we won't pay. And the war ends. So you've got a balance of power. That is why the Congress have voted $40 billion to fight back. And they have given a, 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 a carefully worded uh, um, statement uh, allowing the president to use the necessary means to retaliate for whatever has happened. And they have given $40 billion to generally solve, solve problems. Because, because, because somebody has to pay for every war that takes place. Somebody got to pay. So if it, they, they, want, they are looking for the guys who pay for the planes to buy tickets to live in America to go to flying school to eat to drink to live and after they are dead they look after their families so they are, so to so the one who finances is almost as important as the one who is doing the thing you see those guys there who came went flying that's just one side of the equation there is the other side the people who are paying and so I am prophesying and predicting because our church is like a tiger. God gave me a vision. Our church was, he, he showed me a little cat, pussycat. And then the pussycat changed into a tiger. And he showed me that our ministry is changing from a pussycat into a tiger. We are, we, are, we, are, we are transforming into a ferocious animal which is going to go out and draw blood very few things will be able to stand before it. As we go from nation, and our commission is one. Our mission is simple. Our mission is not to build schools, hospitals, relief work, orphanages. That is not it. Although those, some of those things will happen as we go along, they will be happening around us. But that's not, our, that's, not, that's not what we are trying to do. No, 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 no. We are trying to win souls and establish churches everywhere. The gospel is the main thing. The first thing is the only thing that can help. There's no hope. Look, 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 look. There's no hope. There's no hope for America. There's no hope for Africa. In the physical sense. Look, America is going to be destroyed. Africa, look at the leaders. I mean, look at them. Unless God helps. Look at America fighting. Look at, they brought down their, well, they were going for the White House. They would have bombed it there. We would have watched the White House melting. And that's not the end. It is in the Bible. Revelation chapter 18 says, in one hour, the riches of this world will disappear in one big ball of fire. All the wealth of Europe, they have never had nuclear, I mean, ne the world has never made a weapon that they have not used. And when they were talking about the threat, they said, we've always known that they will bomb. There was something they will do. But how to deal with it? Then number two, they said, but there are other serious things. They said that there are nuclear weapons in the system. Now, Pakistan is a nuclear power. Pakistan. People are nuclear. And then I heard on the news, they said a, a silver van with chemical weapons was something, something. And they asked the FBI guy, would you make any comment about that? Because if the van with silver chemical weapon come to explode in Accra, <laughs> you got to start praying. You're on your way out. Everybody's gone. It is in the Bible. 
The world is headed towards its own self-destruction. The nuclear, chemical, biological, all these things we hear, but they have not been used. And there's so much hatred. Africa, look at the leadership. Our greatest blessing probably is our leaders because they have led us into poverty and our poverty has made us fear God. Thank God for our leaders, I tell you. They chop the money and we are poor. We are the largest, fastest growing church in the world. I read when Guinness Book of Records some time ago was in um, this country, uh, Democratic Republic of Congo. 6.5 million members. Country with the biggest war. Killing, fighting for years. They will not stop, for, they will not stop now. All those, anytime there's war, one day Major Meffel told me, anytime there's war, people go to church more. So, I have only one hope and one vision. And it's not a political one. It's not even a religious one. It's presenting Jesus Christ in his simplicity that he is the son of God. If you take him as your savior, your soul will be saved. You'll be saved. You'll be born again. And you'll have a place in heaven. That's the same. same. You don't have to do any good thing to go to heaven. No. You have to believe. The man on the cross, the thief, Did he have a chance to come and join the church? Did he have a chance to join the choir? Did he have a chance to give any offerings? Did he have a chance to fill any forms? No. He believed on the cross. There was nothing in particular that he had to do to get there. And that's the main thing. And these Muslims, their minds are working on eternity basis. We should teach us Christians something. Everything you can learn something from it. So brothers and sisters, there's a war. You see that building there? It's a building. Let, let, let me go through about five to seven things that you have to pay for. You get it? You want me to go through those things? You've got to pay for it. Number one, you have to pay for the training of the soldiers. Is that not so? Pastor Joe, you are a doctor. You've been trained. Somebody had to pay for the training. Is that not so? Emma, you're a nurse. Somebody had to pay for the training. Is that not so? Any training costs money. Are you glad that we have a building there to train? We, we recently sent about eight people traveling all around the world from Australia to South Africa. People traveling, training, teaching, training. You have to pay for it. Somebody has, who is going to pay for the train? Our Bible school students. Is there any Bible student around here somewhere? Stand up, you. Come. Give me a mic. Fast. Are you being trained in a Bible school here? Are you being trained in a Bible school here? Huh? Are you glad you are being trained? Yes, please. How much school fees did you pay? Nothing. Pardon? Nothing. You, you said you, you, you paid what? Nothing. Do you eat in the hostel there? Yes, please. How much did you pay for eating? Nothing. <laughs> did you receive books? Yes, please. Did you pay for the books? We paid 25% of it. 25% of the cost? Yes, please. For the books? Yes. Do you pay light bill? No, no please. <laughs> water bill? Water bill? Not at all. Did you bring your own mattress to school? Not at all. Your own bed? Not at all. <laughs> yeah. So, who is paying... Who is paying for the training? Yeah. Somebody has to pay. And because you will, be, you will pay for the training, God will make sure. I said, God will make sure. I said, God will make sure that he takes care of you because you are paying for the training. Bless you, my brother. Number two, you have to pay for the buildings. It, it involves buildings. At a point... You don't need buildings. At a point, you need buildings. And after you need buildings, there's a point where you don't need any more buildings. We need buildings and we don't need buildings. We need places. We need office. Look at the Pentagon. It is the largest office building in the whole world. That's what I heard on the news. The largest building, eh? office complex in the whole wide world is the Pentagon for war. Think about that. Did you know that it's the largest building in the world? I'm telling you, yeah. That's why you must keep coming to church. You always learn something new. 
I heard it, the largest building. We need offices. The church needs office buildings to run the administrative back backup for every operation. Amen. We read it in First Corinthians now. We haven't read it today, but it said, Who goes to war at his own charge? Who goes to war? So we need to pay for training. We need to pay for the buildings. Number three, we need to pay for administration. The buildings. Now we need to pay for the administration. Behind every great work, there's always some order. I don't want to go into the things we pay for. I don't want to bore you. But you need to pay for the administration. You need to pay for the people who work. The offices. Because, look, yesterday I saw some, a recruit. One of the American soldiers. The guy, young man, he's come. He said, he said I am colorblind. Because of that, I cannot fight in the war. But at least I can be in the office. They are calling up 50,000 reserves to fight. And, they said, and the guy said, I can't, I'm colorblind. That means when he sees yellow, he doesn't know whether it's blue or green. So if they say, shoot the green man, he may shoot the yellow man. And it can't work. So he can't go to war. You get what I'm saying? So that guy, he said, I heard him, I watched him on TV. He said, I can't go there, but I can do something in the office to help. Number four, we have to pay the soldiers who are fighting. We have to pay. People have to be paid. Now somebody said, oh, is it not free? No. Look, I, had a, I have a friend, I went, to, I went to school with him. He's now a pilot. And I asked him, why did you go? He, used to, he was fighting, he was flying this F, F-17, F-16, the, the American pilots. I was with him in school, my friend. And he said, I asked, why did you say, you know, to get some money for school. So he went to the army for a while and was flying. So he was flying. He left the air for just the few days before the Gulf War thing started. Luckily, otherwise he may have been one of the people there. Oh yeah. So, you go to war, it's expensive to pay soldiers. So people even go and volunteer so that they earn money. Because it's expensive to have some, you let's, let's, let's take it. You, I send you to go and do a job. Even these uh, masons, when you are plastering downstairs, it's different. But when you are plastering upstairs and you are sitting on those wooden whatever, oh man, you have to pay more because it's more risky. One of the reasons why I decided not to work at Kolebu is because I feel they don't care for that. They don't care about the doctors. I feel they don't care about the risks. I, don't, I, feel, I feel that, I don't know whether it's changed now, but in my time, they didn't care about the doctors, they don't care about the nurses. If my wife was a nurse, I wouldn't allow her to work as a nurse. Because I, not because it's not a good, it's a very good job. But I feel that the people who are employed, they don't care about them. Because if they cared about them, they wouldn't make them work under those conditions. When, when I see people, the, the doctors are on strike, people say, eh, we shouldn't, I said, you people, you don't know you don't know what is going on. If the people don't strike, they will, they will just go away quietly. And then we'll be there without nurses and without doctors. Which is happening. So through some few strikes, the salaries have increased and more doctors are staying. So you've got to pay for risky jobs, sister. Pray when you enroll that you, don't, you are not going to be sent. Look at Pastor Jacob. We sent him to Nigeria. Stand up. Got a nice person who lives in Ghana and you are sending him to a dangerous place me the first time I was going to Lagos I was afraid how many are afraid of going to Nigeria raise up your right hand raise up your look raise your hand yeah if they sent you to Nigeria now I, I sent one brother missionary we have a form Cynthia Mrs. Akika she has a form we have a form he said you fail I consent that my whatever it is will go to this country I am aware of the risk and whatever may happen you have to sign you sign and your guardian if you have a parent or whatever also sign because anything can happen we could be there we'll be told that something has happened a person is dead the person returns in a body bag it's a possibility it's a risk so as you are sending somebody to a risky place it's a real what about if he dies God forbid but what about if he dies who looks after his 
When, when they die, you have to look after the wife and the children. Children to go to school. He's got little children like that. Who pays? War is expensive. War is very expensive. So when, when I say you shall not want because you are financing the gospel, it's because you are financing a very expensive operation to send a nice person to go who has lived happily ever after. Where did you, have you been living happily ever after? Cape Coast. Eh? Takrade. Peaceful places. Washington. Uh, say, say, say. Washington. Beast. Washington. Nigerians themselves will tell you, Ghana, peaceful now. Peace here. So, you got you to gotta pay. You got to pay the people who are risking their lives, climbing up there. You got to pay them. You got to look after them well. If something happens, you got to look after the families. You haven't thought about that. Eh? Yeah. It's real. And someone said, why will you send why will you send somebody to a place that is dangerous because it's war war we, we send people to fight and we know that there will be casualties we expect it we hope it will never happen but if you don't want to be god one day god rebuked me and said hey, he rebuked me and said, you are not sending them he told me you are you are training them but you are not sending them god was angry with me he said you are training them and, and you are not a good commander because a commander you must look the man in the eye and say go Go, go to the fire. <laughs> go and attack. And you know that they, it's not likely they will come out. If they come out, they are lucky. That's why in the army they say, obey before complain. So God is going to bless you and give you a lot of money so we can pay for, we can pay the soldiers. We, we have to pay for those who go. We have to pay for those who stay. The generals. People like myself. Who, who will not go anywhere. We will be here. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> somebody has to pay Colin Powell and uh, all those guys there you see the rambles who go shooting are there but then there's the colonels and the generals behind who are planning and give them the maps and show them what to do how many do you have that we are paying for the war number five four or five how many have five? Who has five? You have five. What are the five? Number one is what? Number one is what? Training. Training of the soldiers. Number two? Buildings. Number three? Administration. Number four? Soldiers. Soldiers. Uh, that's the officers. Are, the workers are under the administration. Like in the war, that those who are in that war. Then the fighting is different, yes. Uh, the generals who are staying, okay. Number five, the generals and the staying soldiers. Now, it, it costs something to maintain me as a soldier in command. Cynthia, is that not so? Yeah, it does. It, it costs. It's expensive. It, it, you pay a general more than you pay a colonel. And you pay a colonel more than you pay a major or a flight lieutenant. And you pay a major more than you pay a captain. And you pay a captain more than you pay a sergeant. You pay a sergeant more than you pay a lance corporal. And the lowest earning soldier is a private. Pray that you are not a private. <laughs> Amen. We, we, we are an army. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Oh man. So you know what? If the United States Congress wants to stop the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the war. All they will do is they will vote. We won't pay. So you people, you can stop me from preaching. You have power. Daniel, have you ever thought of it? People have power. You guys can just close me down. Ife, have, you, have you thought about it? You can stop me. You can just decide amongst yourselves. You can just, before I come to preach, you can just decide we won't pay for the thing again. That's all. And you just close the thing down. And that's, I can't. Have you you ever thought about that? You could all gang up together and say, we won't pay for this war again. That's the Congress. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Are you there? Read it. It says in verse number, number what? 7. Who goeth a warfare any time at his own charge? 
Amen. The next thing that we have to pay for is the equipment. Cruise missiles. Have you seen the tanks? One bullet from the tank costs about $1,000 plus dollars. So when a tank shoots, pew, pew, pew. how many was that? Three. That's 3,000. That's 21 million. Pew, pew, pew. That's how much? Six. One cruise missile is $1.5 million. $1.4 million. So when it goes like that, Osala, so Osala Bulandi, that man, they are going to spend a lot of money to catch him. <laughs> if they will catch him. <laughs> now, listen on. Bullets. Now, planes. Aeroplanes. Now, ships. Uh, look, a ship which has, uh, uh, your friend is saying, planes on it. Wow. Aircraft carriers. How much would it cost? Now, uh, Pastor Ashi, how much does a fishing boat cost? Just a, or a canoe. Wow. Uh, who always takes away the microphones? Uh-huh. Kenosha costs about 20 million cities today. 20 million cities, one canoe. Do you know canoe? <laughs> the one that we have in Ghana, that you paddle, like that. Lele. And you'll be paddling. 20 million cities for one. You can buy a car with that. Now, if a, a canoe, local canoe cost 20 million CDs. I mean, what would even a patrol boat with two small guns on it cost? And what would an aircraft carrier with the most modern aircraft on it? And you see, aircraft carrier, now, you see, during the, the Second World War, Japanese people also started using suicide tactics. So they, they were not trying to avoid, they flew into the aircraft. So now they have another special way of protecting themselves from suicide aircraft. Very expensive. When the plane lands on the thing, choom, choom, they have a, a, a wire, a cable on the, on the platform that catches the plane as it's going. They have special planes that can go and then they will turn their engines downwards and the plane is, is air coming from and they come down vertically. Oh man. Pray for all owners of such planes and aircraft. The amount of money so when the Congress say we won't, we won't fight, it means we won't make the planes. We won't, we won't pay for the books to be printed. The books are the weapons and the tapes. Anybody who pays for books, tapes, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are financing the war. Now I am on a, I'm, I'm on a campaign to, I've let, I've let, God has shown me I'm, I'm not in America. That's why I don't write, I don't write books for money. I'm not an American. I'm, I'm a Ghanaian in Africa. Nobody can pay for these things here. Today, yesterday, Reverend Steve told me he went for a crusade in the beyond eh? Atebubu. Is that beyond Brong and origin? He said it was something else. He said that is where the real action is. He was describing how the crusade went. And they are going for another one this week somewhere far in the village. And I, I just called my people. I said, Take all these books to them. Say the pastors that are there, how they want the books and they want the tapes. They don't, you see, the American pastors, they don't reach those places. And the people there, they can't afford. You see, when you go there, that's where you see 50 CD, 50 CD coins. Is it 50 CDs? 50 CDs, 100 CDs, yeah. 50, is it first, first, first or CD? 50 CDs. When I was staying in Suhum, they were using the slowest currency that we don't use in Accra. They use it there. They have what we call cashless societies. They work without money. You give cassava, you get this. This like that, they are moving. You are going to t- take a book. Where is Cynthia? How much are your expensive books in your expensive bookshop? How much is it? 70,000. Some of them have not seen 50,000 before. But they can read though. And they don't understand why their churches are divided into two and three. So they want this book. So I called and I said, Ten and three boxes. Three boxes, ten million CDs. That's, this is not the price of the book. This is half the price of the book. The 70,000. The real price is there in pounds. How much is it? Uh, 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 11.99. 11.99? 12 pounds. 120,000. Nobody can pay. We are Africans. 
the place is full of poverty. You have to pay for it. That's why our Bible school in Idahosa, thank God that he, he trained a few pastors and it's all free. Free, 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 free. Duncan Williams, one. Ajinasari, two. Christy Dotete, three. Ajinasari, what miracle? So the biggest churches in Accra were trained in that school. Ajinasari, what miracle church? Duncan Williams, actions, Christy Dotete, a solid rock chapel international. Gospel Light Church International. What's the? Reverend Adai Mensah. Name the church. Christian Faith Church in Takradi. Uh, from there. Name. Reverend Odra, not Redemption Hour. All of them were trained. What is their qualification? Now, he could not even write his name. And he said, he said, thank God somebody believed in him and gave him there, took him one year accommodation, made them go to school. He saw a church working. And today in Ghana, one day, the host said, he said that 70% of all pastors in Africa are either his products or products of his products. Oh, yeah. Are either his products or products of his products. <laughs> we have, I said, we have a war to fight. Oh. We want to send pastors to Angola. We want to send pastors. We, I want to have people. To, I can say, you know what? I want you to go and learn Spanish. Go and learn Portuguese. I'm sending you to Angola. I'm sending you to Congo Brazzaville. I'm sending you. Who is going to pay for it? I'm limited by the people and the cash, the Congress. You are the Congress. Turn to your nearest Congress member and say, Congressman, uh, mention his name and then just uh, introduce yourself as the nearest Congress. Are you glad? Are you, are you, are you understanding how a war works? Yeah. That's why you shall not want. Because God will help you to finance this war. Oh, yes. God will help you. We have to, we have to do all these things. All these aspects of the war. But we are, we, I am determined. God be my helper. Uh, as long as I have breath in me. The fight on. And you people must believe more than Muslims believe. Let's believe in what we are doing. Let's believe in our leaders. Afghanistan leader is telling all his people, it's a holy war. If America attacks us, hey, 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 hey. And everybody believes it. They are, flo- they are, they are going to fight. Saddam Hussein is still the leader in his country. Muslims. But Christians... Do we believe what we say we believe? God is going to bless you abundantly. Some of you are going to pay for all books. You pay for all tapes. You pay for all buildings. You pay for all, all salaries. You pay, 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 pay for missionary. Pay to support. Pay to sustain. Pay to fly. Oh, man. Osama bin Laden said, if you kill me, 100 Osama bin Ladens are going to rise. 100 Osama bin Ladens. May it be so. Not for him. Amen. May it be that we will believe so much in our commission. Lighthouse by the grace of God today in Africa. I mean, you get a real, if you go to Ethiopia, there's a real church there, Addis Ababa. If you go to Kenya, no, not Kenya. If you go to uh, Central African Republic, if you go to Uganda, Zimbabwe, real, they are all having service this morning. You go to South Africa. You go to all these places. We, are, we have started. Somebody had a vision. He saw me. And in the vision, we're still we're going around. And he saw that I was about 12 years old or 14 years old. And he said, in the vision, God was showing him that it's like we are very young. What we have done is this, this is the starting, this is the 14-year-old ministry. We are, we are yet to get to ministry at a, at a, at a level. This is the childhood ministry. Are you glad you are around at the childhood part of the ministry? Would you like to be around when we are getting older? Do you see Billy Graham preaching? Old man. Old man preaching. Let's, 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 let's be conscious of what we are doing. God will bless us. I said we will live to see. We can't eat more than we can eat. Oh, if I eat. You see, that is why restaurants do eat all you can. This, uh, what do you call it? Uh, buffet. Have I told you the story? What it? How many of you don't know that story? What it? But there's a story. What it? You know, a Ghanaian brother who went to Moscow and he was eating uh, his lunch. And uh, as he was eating, uh, eat all you can. You see, and you, if you have a restaurant, you should never be afraid. And the restaurant owner, never be afraid that somebody will eat all. 
He can eat when he's eating. I to eat before. But this Ghanaian brother went once. He filled his plate. He came back. He went again. He filled his plate. He came back. And he went again. He filled his plate for the third time. He came to sit down. And he allowed the food to digest. And then he went again. And there was a certain Russian soldier. You see, the soldier, they were not allowed to eat the buffet food. They were eating at other food. So when the soldier saw our brother Osei Kufo coming again for the fourth time, he shouted, watch it! Watch it, which means enough! In, in Russian, watch it! And then he continued and he asked, Skoka Moshna, which means how much can a person eat? And then the brother answered, Skoka Toka Nushna, which means as much as I can eat is what I'm going to eat. But the restaurant owners were not, it was the soldiers who were disturbed. You see, you can't eat more than you can eat. You can't ride in as more cars than you can ride. If you have even three cars, you came with only one. If there were four seats in your chair, you sat on only one in there. If you have 1,000 cassettes, you can only play one at a time. Johnny, we can't eat it all. We're going to leave it. We're going to go. We're going to fly up. All of you listening to me, decide to be ministers, financiers. Decide to join the war. There is a war. I'm telling you. Muslims have understood eternity more than we have. May we have a better understanding of eternity. I can't believe when I heard somebody tell me that there is a cue to be a suicide bomber. I couldn't believe it. It's not something somebody is worrying them. It's something that people are campaigning to be. To go to heaven may you receive a revelation of eternity. I predict and I prophesy, your wealth and your greatness shall greatly increase in the days to come. Because God shall anoint you and favor you that you may finance this great gospel that he has commissioned us to take to the world. Give the Lord a mighty clap of him. Stand to your feet, please. Lift your hands to the Lord. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We worship you. We praise you. Have mercy on us, Lord. Forgive us for our sins. For we know not, Lord. We are so earthly minded, Lord. We who claim that we have the way, the truth, and the life. We who claim that we shall live in eternity, Lord. We, we almost don't believe what we are, we are. We don't even seem to believe it, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Have mercy on us, Lord. May we rise up with a new zeal. To win the lost at any cost. To go as far as it takes. For your name's sake. We give you glory. And thanks in Jesus name. Amen. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed. If you want to give your life to Jesus. Pastor, pray with me. I want to be born again. If you are here like that. Lift up your right hand. And I'm going to pray. God bless you. God bless you. Lift it up high. Pastor, pray with me. I don't know if I die today or tomorrow. Will I go to heaven or hell? I don't know. Please pray with me. I need to know God. I need to come nearer. If you are here like that. Right now at this moment, lift up your hand up high. God bless you. God bless you. Lift it up high. God bless you. God bless you. This is your chance. Don't let this evening go go by. Take this chance because when you go home, you think about it and you'll be worried. This is your chance to know God. Lift up that hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, I want you to come to me in the front here. Come from where you are. Come from where you are. Come all the way from the back, upstairs, wherever you are. Come all the way here and I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Hey, hallelujah. God bless you. Encourage them as they come to the Lord. I surrender all. I surrender all. I surrender all. To thee, in my blood, Everybody lift your hand and say all to Jesus. All 
prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Today, I humble myself. I come to you, Lord, just as I am. Please forgive me for all my sins. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Today, today, I decide. I repent. I come to Jesus. Come into my heart, Lord. Save my soul. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Father, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.